All right, so my idea is a uh, a self serve booze buffet, Ooh. or you could call it a Mongolian barbecue for alcoholics. I like it. Uh, you you pay for the well drinks, right? You get you get whatever alcohol you want in your glass, and then you just go up to this buffet that's got all sorts of like mixers and condiments, uh, whatever you want. And you mix in all the different like lesser alcohol content cordials, or like drop in a cherry, or if you're making like a Bloody Mary, you'll have bacon swizzles and olives. You just make whatever drink you want. Hmm. And uh, I know anytime I go to Mongolian barbecue, I mess up my recipe, so they've got like recipe cards. So if you're not really sure what to make, or you're afraid you're going to make just raw sewage, then you just grab a recipe card that tells you how to make classic drinks like a Manhattan or a mimosa or something. Oh, that's a great idea. That is a really good idea. Until until you get sued, because everybody drove home drunk and and died. (laughs) Would there be theatrics to it, like flipping bottles and like, probably not fire? You would need it at some point because that's kind of the whole appeal of Mongolian barbecue is they're all they're flipping their swords around and everything, but uh, it's not as flashy to flip toothpicks <laughs> or like, little tiny umbrellas. Um, it goes yeah. in their eye. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea, though. Well, yeah, because I've seen that before, like with with a Bloody Mary bar, where it's yeah. a much smaller scale, where it's just Bloody Mary ingredients, and I've seen it before where there's like. Mimosa bar where it's just nectars and juices yeah. and stuff, but you expand that out and you make uh, all sorts of like mixers, sour mixes, and whatever. And People are know. always trying to come up with like new drink, like new gross out drink ideas. Like, oh, there's the cement mixer, <laughs> like the blowjob. And so you can just, you know, when you've got this entire spread of like savory ingredients and sweet ingredients and sour ingredients, you can come up with some just disgusting, awful things. <laughs> And it wouldn't take time away from the bartender to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you could just have one person, to, like they do at Myers, <laughs> go over and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of like an old timey record store where the the employee would like judge you. They would be like a music <laughs> snob and they would like, <laughs> yeah. look at you like you're a loser if you bought the wrong thing. Would they be like that, but with alcohol, like? You're going to put that with that? Yeah, or if it turns out to be some <laughs> disgusting color, you've got to drink it in front of everybody so they can watch you puke afterwards. <laughs> I would think you could get it to work like a pool table in a bar where you, you put change in and it spits the balls out. Some vending machines work that way. Where you put some money in and it'll just dispense whatever, at least for the alcohol part. Yeah, because they've got the smart drink machines mm-hmm. now and like... Taco Bell, or you, you just push the, the for soda, yeah, right. the soda that you want, and it'll kind of fill it up in a cup. You could do that with the alcohol and put it on a tab or something. Yeah, you wouldn't even get a card kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, and that's why I think there might be a future because I I can see your big corporations like how can we cut more jobs? I mean, not that they pay bartenders much anyway; they're all in tips, but. But yeah, they're, they're, I'm sure there's somebody out there that would. Plus, you can give it. them a card and they can slice the. And then mm-hmm. if they had more than three drinks, you can't. You cut them off. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah. Seems like we go really well in like a strip club or something that yeah. uses cheap buffets anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I think that there's a cool factor about having a, a person who's a bartender. I think if a bar had like a venting machine instead of a bartender, <laughs> yeah, I know. people wouldn't go to that bar. No way. They try to figure out some way to cheat it. Like, the only yeah, way that would work is if it was like that was the theme. It was like a cyborg strip club where like it was like <laughs> robot strippers. So part of the theme is you have a vending machine bartender. So the drinks actually come out of the the bartender. 
Or the stripper? <laughs> I, want a stripper. I suppose. I didn't think of that. Yeah. There is room. There would be room for both. Just like there's room for a nice steakhouse and a Taco Bell now. You could keep your bars for people who want to have a human being <laughs> serving drinks, and there'd be room for millennials to just go to their buffet. And, and I, I just say millennials just because they're younger and it's quicker to adapt. But. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be like a video game place. Yeah. Where oh, they yeah. don't usually like like yeah. Where everything's already machines. Right. Beats it's not and a real... Yeah. Where you would sit down with a bartender. You mm-hmm. just get shit-faced and play your game. Yeah. yeah. And it would save space that way. Right. You'd have more space yeah. for the games. You could have the, like the vending machine under the bar. So the bartender presses the buttons. Like a McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. That, they make the drink by just pressing buttons on the screen, and that way it charges them appropriately for each ingredient. If you're going for like the futuristic approach, you could put a pneumatic tube at every table, and you just punch in your order, and it goes, just arrives at your table. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be a good way to to regulate it for mm-hmm. sure. Now, if you had that, you wouldn't necessarily need a bar, because I I was joked with a friend of mine who who he spent forever hand building a bar in his basement Mm -hmm. and i said i would say to him which is nobody agrees with me the reason that bars exist in public places the actual physical bar is to keep drunk people from charging and stealing the alcohol like a barrier (laughs) it's a a barrier between people and the (laughs) the alcohol but in your house hopefully I mean, you might have some friends that aren't trustworthy, but hopefully you don't have to require a physical barrier between the alcohol and the friends. That's a good point. But if it's pneumatic tubes, yeah, you wouldn't even need a physical bar. It would look more like a restaurant. There would be no physical bar with the tall seats and the bartender and the classic style bar. It'd be all yeah. rage at weddings. Everybody would want their do-it-yourself oh, yeah. alcohol buffet. Yeah, just like the photo booth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would just roll it in mm-hmm. wherever it could be like a portable thing. Roll it in. And... Yeah, you'd have fights breaking out before the toast. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody steal it. Yeah, there'd be more more interesting stories to come from receptions. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. The time we tried the auto bar at Susie's wedding. There's always the risk that if you just have an open buffet, you're going to get somebody that goes and takes all the bacon swizzles, <laughs> and they just munch on bacon for the rest of the night. So you could just you could oh, put yeah. it like behind some glass and have like a Subway sandwich artist making your, your drink for you. Or even like kind of mix an ice cream store with a bar and just have, well, yeah, Subway was a good mm-hmm. uh-huh. good example. That might be an in-between. But then you'd be hiring bartenders who don't want Yeah, then it's practically just <laughs> a bar again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be like Froyo. Could be the booze trolley or something. <laughs> Would you need a license? Oh yeah. Good luck keeping. Is it. there like a because <laughs> like, if it's like a on the go thing, I don't know if you can have because I've never seen like a, they have like food trucks. I've never seen oh, like wow. a traveling alcoholic yeah. thing. <laughs> I don't know if that would work. Yeah, that would be difficult. Yeah, because yeah, they probably there's probably still public drunkenness laws, right? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I went to uh, art fair. I didn't realize you can't walk around in art fair. I mean, it's it's the street, but you don't think of it as the street because yeah. there's not cars. Mm-hmm. But right. there's like a tent. You're not supposed yeah. to 
walk out. So I'm, I have my beer and I'm walking. My friend grabs me by the back of the shirt and pulls me back into the tent. It's not like there was a cop standing there just waiting. <laughs> yeah. Just ready to swoop in and grab you. I don't know what they would... I guess public drunkenness would be what they would have to charge you with because I was walking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably enough people that make that mistake. They probably just send you back to the tent with a, a stern word or yeah. something. And, of course, just down the road... Uh, my friend saw his boss smoking pot on the street on a bicycle. <laughs> and that's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, but walking around with a, with a beer with a beer is at just, a festival. Yeah. Open container law, I think it's called. East Lansing police have, have basically funded their operation with it for years. Oh, Dude, like wow. like I, I know of a kid who was walking home from a party, like from his same apartment complex. Mm-hmm. His friend was in one building. He was going back to his own building, and a cop was there and busted him for it. Open containers are weird. I went to New Orleans last year. Uh, we're getting the tour, and the guy said, "Watch out for drunk drivers because they don't really do a whole lot about them." And there's actually like drive-through daiquiri yeah. places. <laughs> and yep. he said that they it's it's legal because as long as you leave the little tip of paper at the end of the straw, it's considered a closed container still. As long as you don't take that little piece oh of paper off gosh. the straw. <laughs> funny it's good to know i've been there a couple times i didn't know that part of it that's good to know yeah i've heard stories of people who grow up there they don't realize that the rest of the company (laughs) (laughs) i'm a regular person brian pratt i am comedian joe morgan and i'm comedian peggy Beatty. i'm comedian tom walma actually i'm your host tom walma this is creativity waste (laughs) i messed up my own intro (laughs) (laughs) If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening.